what's going on? It's the Brown Girl from the Brown Girl Experience, and I am back with another episode of the Brown Girl Experience. And I have company today. I have a very special Ooh, guest in today. Special guest. Yes. Wow. Y'all here? Y'all, I got a man in the studio today. Oh. On the Brown Girl Experience. Yes. And let's 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 talk because he was my first male guest. Yes. When I started the Brown Girl Experience. Awesomeness. Yes, everybody loved that conversation. So I'm glad to uh to have you back for this particular subject. Wow, okay. <laughs> yes, I'm happy to be back then. It makes me feel special. Thank so you. You want to introduce yourself? I'm Radi. Um my homies know me as big. Um and yeah, that's me. Um I don't have much to say about myself. Except for the fact he's very interesting. Uh, like very interesting. Uh, that's what I'm told. So, Thank you. If we're like, if you're gonna have like a, a conversation that is going to be what I would consider um, something that sparks a lot of emotions, yes, you're the person that I would want on the other side of the mic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah, yeah, thank yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I want to, I want like, I want to dive into the topic, but I just want to make sure we acknowledge a couple of things that's going on this weekend. Since um, I've been given the business mm-hmm. um, for this, so I just want to acknowledge it real quick because I'm watching the Super Bowl. Right. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl tomorrow. Okay. I'm not a real football fan. I really don't have anything to win or gain. Neither am I. Uh, <laughs> so, like, when people were talking about boycott last year, I'm like, ah, you know, football, I can take or leave it. Right, um, right. I like the commercials and I like the food. Right, right. There you go. The commercials. That's what I'm there for. Yeah. And we have a family get together. So. Exactly. Right. And, like, when your family gets together, it's the drinking, it's the everything, it's yeah. the food. Like, we, my family, we do the food up. Yeah. And it's just going to be four of us. Really? But we still act as if we doing a whole spread for wow. everything. I'm yeah. In the neighborhood. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we eat meats over there. Uh, I mean, I'm an 80 percenter. So okay. <laughs> I don't get all into that. I'm vegan. I'm vegetarian. You know why? Because people like police the hell out of you. Yeah. Like, like they like, I thought you said you don't eat meat. It's cheese in there. It's milk in there. So I'm an 80 percenter. 80 percent of the time I eat fruits and vegetables. 20 percent of the time I mind your business because I'm not. Can we talk about the mind your business? Yeah, just mind your business. Love like, it. Yeah, it's the same. I'm the same way with like people at work when they like on their fitness stuff. Or mm-hmm. they, you know, people are like, oh, I can't do that. Like, get away from them with your negativity. If you yeah. can't, keep it to yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just just congratulate them or, or encourage them and move on. Keep it Keep they it they sit moving. there dying for some cookies, too. Yes. You know what I mean? So Yeah, because I was like this. No. They was like, I was like, oh, I'm doing clean eating. Why don't you do keto? Keto's going to work better. <sighs> Wait a minute. First of all, it's my journey. Yeah, like if if I was all about explaining myself, I would explain to you <coughs> keto ain't good for you type one diabetics out there. Right, but do what you gotta do. Exactly, um, do you <laughs> your lane? Yes, your lane. Why are you driving in mine? Yeah. Stop. And guess what? I never asked you to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all about the the boycott and the football. Hey guys, you don't really have to jump down my throat with it. Mm. I can take a leave football. However, if we are gonna do boycott and making changes for some things, why don't we step back from looking at the NFL and these places that are for entertainment and look at some of our um, you know people running for offices. Let's look at some of the laws that allow people to get away with what they get away with. Let's, like. Can we shift focus on the real issue? Like, Uh, hey, I get it. You know, it makes you feel good. It's like the whole wokeness is a brand new cloak that people are wearing. Yeah, hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hashtag they're wearing. Right. But if you're not really going to be about like, okay, what laws are going on in my community? Or or who's running for office? Or what's going on? If you're going to focus on, okay, if you're going to focus on police brutality, cool. Mm. But 
The NFL don't got shit to do with it. Ooh. Um, you can go like, okay, there's a lot of police brutality in this certain area. Mm. Who's in office there? Right. Who's doing what right. there? What can we do there? Right. Let's let's make moves that way. Don't come at me for watching the Super Bowl with my hot wings or really? actually my jerk wings this really? year. <laughs> don't don't come at me for it. Oh man, I ain't gonna come at you for it. <laughs> I I do have an opinion. And um, I need it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I need it. We're um, here for it. Whew. Well, I don't think that um you know, boycotting, like if you go boycott anything, um I don't know. I just feel like uh the Super Bowl or the or football is not true it's not really the um place mm-hmm. like you said to the thing to boycott. But um I do think that there's a responsibility on the players. And that's different. And I'm, I'm. They got the resources. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got the, they got the platforms. And they got the union. They got the union, like, and and the ways that you do it is like get together, do a bank, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you see, you we got the Chicago, Detroit problem, and you know what I mean that people like to point at, or in Jersey, the Camden problem. Yep. Get together, bottom blocks up, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gentrify your own neighborhood. Stop it. Why we got to wait for everybody else to do something to say, oh, this is posh. Brooklyn! Most look. of the cats who move, who live in Brooklyn now that look like us, you know what I'm saying, who are imports, they went and came to Brooklyn six years, seven years, eight no. years ago. You know what I mean? But it's cool, you know what I mean, because other folks said it was cool. Mm-hmm. Because they put the little tea, uh, the little tea um, shop cafe there, you know, in right. the art space. And mm-hmm. now it's the thing to do. Like, stop that, yo. And I'm talking specifically to the cats with the guap. I'm talking to the academics who out here getting that dough yep. and they wait until. And I'm not, you know, I know it's some, it's some that do their thing. We're not talking about them. Right. We're talking about the ones who are from. Uh, small towns like Willenboro, mm. and they blow the fuck up and go move to Brooklyn, but they mm. wouldn't have rot- rolled to Brooklyn with us uh, in '93, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, you should you should have got in there first because mm-hmm. you're the one with the ideas, you're the one with the know how, and you're the one with the credentials and accolades that you like to speak about so much. But you're the professional. Table. I'm I'm just I'm a blue collar nigga. I got you. I got you. I'm going to come in there with some sheetrock. Point me out. Right. <laughs> I'm going to paint whatever you need me to do. I got but we that. we going to work together on the levels. And, you know, that's the same thing getting back to the football players. Like, that's that's on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I don't, I'm not a football. I'm not a sports fan. Right. You know, if you would talk to me five years ago, I'd be like, boycott Super Bowl, man. <laughs> boycott everything. You know what I'm saying? All black. You know what I mean? Right. You know, um, those who know me know. But it's just like. At this point, like, come on, man, come on, we could we could control this game a little better. Yep, you know what I mean. Because we're in a different position than our grandparents were. Right. And right. and because of that, like, we can take like I know a lot of people they say you know well you know what they did in the past didn't work but it did mm. for the time they were in but right. now you can't use those same methods that they were using twenty right. thirty forty fifty sixty years ago and think it's going to apply to what is going right. on today. Right. We might have the same type scenarios of what's going on today. Right. However. We need to handle it differently. And, like, between technology, the amount of money that we're making right, today. Right. Like, my great-grandmother would never imagine <laughs> a wom- a black woman right. making the salary that I make and, and moving in spaces with white people the way that I move in spaces right, with white people right. and having seats at tables and having to be responsible for speaking up. My great-grandmother, my nana would have never right. imagined that for herself and maybe not exactly. even for her own child. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, my responsibility is different. 
different yes. from hers. Yes, I so agree with you. <laughs> we here, we complaining about some of the silliest things, man. Like I just overall, when when do we get past theory and get into practice? That's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> you put in yeah. too much responsibility. Uh, well, yeah, girl. Well, who does the responsibility fall on? Like, I, I mean, honestly, it does fall on us, yeah. and it's I'm talking to the man <laughs> in the mirror. You know what I mean? And people are, I think people are scared to be either one to start or the one to fail if it doesn't work. I think a lot of times, I think we're afraid of failing publicly. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to add another layer onto that. Okay. They're afraid of looking uncool. Oh. And I'm 39 years old. Oh, we talking egos and... Oh, yeah. Oh, we were touching that before. You yeah. Know what I mean? Egos is a yeah. bitch. <laughs> egos are egos. Yes. And we all got them. Yes. Egos all are egos. Got I don't them. want to hear nothing about the man or the woman's ego. I just want to hear egos are egos. Yes. And we're all susceptible to the same shit. Oh, yeah. Because you know I'm going to tell you, my ego, fragile. Mm. Mine's is. Yeah. Like, I, I talk a big game, but at the, you can hurt my feelings so easy. I'm like, wait, stop. My. <laughs> I don't want to play like that anymore. (laughs) You know I'll be tripping. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we're gonna. This is a perfect segue to what we're gonna talk about today. Yeah. Because you know what's trending. Like I don't know if you've been on social media. Like I've been on social media. Mm. But like I had a whole other episode planned, and next thing you know, this video between a conversation between Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin. James B. Nikki G. Popped up. Yes. And it was a clip. And hey, people. Hey, guys. It's the brown girl. Here's a gem. It's a clip that's circulating. You can get the whole two hour video. Oh, two hours. On YouTube. In its entirety. And it's in, you want to, to, to watch this whole thing. Yeah, because context is everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Because everybody's jumping in talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. All Memes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> meme mine. This yes. is the meme mine. Yes, you know yes. I mean? Yeah. And I was like, but yeah. wait, no. Okay, but so, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to talk about today. Like, And I had like some particular points that I wanted to talk about, but it's me and you in here. Right. We're right. going to go wherever this goes. Yeah. And everything, we either going to get through them all or we're not going to get through them all. Yeah. But we're going to have this conversation. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, because the one thing, and this is early, early on. It wasn't even part of the points um, that, I, that, I, that I picked out for the video. And it's because it's so relevant today. Mm-hmm. The way they talked about police brutality. Yes. And I felt like, I, I, like this morning I was thinking about that because I was like, that really does tie into. Yes. How we as black men and women, because honestly, hey guys, we're not talking about nobody else but black men and women on yeah. this episode, yeah. just so y'all are clear. Yeah, right, right. But that police brutality and the harshness of the world and how it affects you and I differently mm-hmm. does affect how you and I engage with each other. Yeah, it definitely does. And um, <laughs> yeah, like big time. And the one yeah. thing I wanted to point out just because the time <clears throat> that they did, they shot this video and what she said, how they were trying to give the police, they humanize the police. Right, right, right. Yeah. A whole campaign that whole was campaign, going on. Yeah, yeah. a campaign. What did you say? Uh, this big, it was the big guy, big cop. Yes. Over the little white girl. And, and some call him pig. Yes, and some call him pig. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Nikki Giovanni was like, well, I want a billboard that has the same guy over a 14-year-old black kid with 30 bullets in right, them. Right. And saying some call him a peacemaker. Right, right. And I was like, God damn. Right. You could take that same sentence that she said then. And what what was this? Like 
40 years ago, maybe? 30 yeah, years ago? At least 35. Yeah. yeah. I think it was in the six, six 70s, probably the 70s. Yeah, late 70s. So late 60s. we were babies. Yeah, I was. You might not have I been. I was still here. swimming around in my pot. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been fresh to the world. <laughs> I was still going on first dates with my pot. <laughs> I just held on for a minute. So I got, is it my turn? Is it my turn? Right. And so, right. yeah, I was probably just breathing first breath in the world. Probably wasn't even. I was probably still, you know, mm. you know, swimming along the edge. Right, right. <laughs> so, right. is it my turn to come out too? Yeah, that's true. But it's just that how they were able to put that. And then when he took it that step further and started talking about how the harshness of the world right. that he has to deal with on a regular basis. Yes. And has to pretend. Yes. That he's. He's fine with it. Not yeah. fine with it, but he has to move, push through it. Right. And right. how he related to his father and how basically said, like, you know, in the nicest way, he basically said his father was a son of a bitch. Right. He was not a kind man and everything and wasn't even a good father. Mm, right. Um, but then as an adult, he looked back. I'm not as an adult man. Right. He looked back on what his father had to deal with and, and how he had to move through this world. And he understood context, differently. Yes, the context behind his dad's moves. Oh, that was so that was so powerful for me because like me and my pop, we had a strained relationship mm-hmm. growing up in the same house. Um until I moved I moved out at fifteen. Really? Yeah, I moved out at fifteen. I was working nights mm-hmm. in this uh, bakery. But I was working with him. He wasn't my, <laughs> and he, yeah, he wasn't my boss. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got tired of him calling the police on me all the time. Okay. Yeah, that was my dad's signature move. After I got tall enough. Right. You know, we had this We had this little little scrap one time. You know what I mean? He was trying to come at me. And I just mm-hmm. was, I wasn't going to let him do that. But I wasn't going to hit him. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, he was, he was super aggressive. My mom was sitting there laughing the whole time because <laughs> there was nothing he could do. And after that, he was like, you... You think you tough? He call the police. Okay. I'm like, stop calling the police on me, bro. Yo, he hit you with the not in my house. Not in my house, yo. <laughs> Over weird stuff like organizing the garage. Oh like, shit. Yeah, <laughs> kind of teenager does that on a Saturday, right? But um, yeah. So you know, we had a strained relationship in, in terms of you know me coming into what I thought was manhood, mm-hmm. and um, him being a grown man with all of those stresses stresses that uh, James Baldwin um pointed out, and um, it wasn't until we started working together, and I started paying bills and all this other stuff. Where our relationship really, my, our, me and my dad's relationship, I would say, it fell off around eleven, and picked back up around seventeen. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I and now that I'm, you know, a father mm-hmm. of a teenager, <laughs> who be coming at me the same way I used to come at my parents. You know, I, I understand, but you know, um. With my daughter, though, I really try to, you know, I, I, I take breaks. Mm-hmm. You know, timeout, I'll call a timeout. Okay. She come at me flippity. I'll be like, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, 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 I encourage it because, you know, I wasn't given the space to develop my emotions. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I want to give her that space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So she's going to have to get it wrong to get it right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bring it. You know, she can you controlling? I said, oh, yeah, that's, that's what we got. <laughs> <laughs> controlling? Oh, right. Hey, hey, well, define controlling. Mm. And show me where you see it in me. Wait a minute. Oh, you mean in relationship terms? Mm-hmm. Or you mean in, in the sense that I'm guiding you? And so she has to think through her emotion and the words that she uses yes. and how she decides to use them yes. towards you. Oh, yeah. Everyone has to do that with me. Nice. Strains my relationships. It does, but it but you know what? 
boundaries always do. <sighs> oh my gosh, me and my sister was just talking about this. <laughs> if she had to bake cupcakes, she'd have been sitting here with us right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. I mean, matter of fact, I gotta get her some order some cupcakes from her. No for jokes, uh, man, no joke. Yeah. Diary of a cupcake. Yeah. Oh man. Say it again, mm. and where people can find it real quick. <laughs> Diary of a cupcake. That's Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna yeah. order some cupcakes this weekend. <laughs> yes. It's oh man. I, it's hard for me. You know, everybody got them New Year's resolutions and them cupcakes are there, and I can talk about these cupcakes for a half hour. So we're not gonna do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Y'all hit it up though. Um, but yeah, it was. It's just. It was just real interesting. Um, seeing. Um, you know. As 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 James's story, James Baldwin's uh, story progressed, how he went from his dad was this total asshole to mm-hmm. now I'm starting to understand why he went through that, and it's like it's just it's the same thing that I see within myself and in my interactions with my daughters. But I remember the interactions that I had with my dad, and I don't want to be that guy. Okay, yeah, you yeah. learn from it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it seemed like um, from listening to James Baldwin speak how he learned different things from his father because, like, when his father passed, he picked up where his father left off and raised his siblings. Right, right. And when he talked about that and, (sighs) and like, and and I'm going to talk about our our young, like, and when I I say the young Nikki Giovanni, like, and I don't want to take anything away from this because she was a young woman. I want to say she was in her 20s. She said 28 or something at the time, yeah. I remember Brown Girl. Mid twenty, <clears throat> early to mid twenties, all right. the way until my late twenties, I was equally as spicy as her. Like spicy. things were black and white, black and white, and yes. there was black and white. And honestly, there was no room for anybody else's perception in my world. Right, right. And listening to her and watching her, and even like all the way down to her movements. Yeah, and how <laughs> when he spoke and how like I felt like it was. I wanted to say I could now forty one. Right. I put myself in James Baldwin's position. Right, right. Uh, speaking to myself in Nikki Giovanni's position. Precisely, yo. Yes. And and I was and when I took it like that, then I stopped looking at the things that she was saying as being disrespectful and flip it. Uh-huh, because right. when I first, you know, when you first watched something, I first watched it while I was at work. So I'm just like kind of going through. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, girl, come on. Right, right. And then I had to take a thick. step back. It was, yeah, yeah. And I had to think, where is she coming from with this? And where she's coming from, her world's still black and white based on the experiences that she had. Right, right. It, which, it doesn't make any of her opinions and experiences less valid because those are hers. Right. And so, like, I always tell young girls, your experiences matter. Right. No matter what. No matter what. They matter because those are yours. You have those. You can own those. You move in those because that's how you view the world. However, yes. we have to be receptive. To somebody else's perception, you don't have to agree. You don't have to agree, but you have to be receptive. Yes. Yeah, it's a conversation. Like, they're not having a conversation if there's no active listening going on. Come on, it's just two people talking at each other. (sighs) Why does that happen? Because it's easy. Uh, it's not. (laughs) It hurts though. Like, if you physically feel it, you gotta go punch everything in the room like you tray off of. Boys in the hood, you know what I mean? Swinging in the air and stuff. Because like, he didn't know how to deal with that. Nah, he didn't know how to deal with it. Not having any power is what he didn't know how to deal with. <laughs> like, when I look back at that movie, it wasn't like, because he was somebody, he was a man. He's, right. a, he's a man. Right. Not was a man. He, in, in that moment, he is a man. And in that moment, th- that was taken from him. Right. And it circles back to something that James Baldwin said, like, in the core of a man, if that is constantly being taken from you. 
and your wife witnesses it or your lady witnesses it, your children witnesses it. It's not their fault that it's being taken away from you. It's not their fault that you're experiencing this. However, they catch the hell because you don't know how to deal with this. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to deal with it. You're like, to me, everybody who knows me, my dad was the greatest man in this world that ever walked this earth in my lifetime. Right. He was my hero. Right. I, it wasn't until my dad got sick that I seen him as human. Right, right. And like me seeing my dad as human, I was disappointed. Yeah, really? Yeah, because he was always this big, great, strong man who always came back from everything. Right. Like he, oh, growing up, he always he always showed up. Like even though he works, he worked two jobs, he still managed to show up for everything for all of us, for all three of our, the, uh, me and my brother and sister right. and my mom. Right. I watched him put us to the side because he put his marriage first and his kids second. He, I watched him put us to the side so he can have date night with his wife. Right. Even though date night might have been in the living room. Right, right. But yeah, so I quiet. yeah go in the room <laughs> or you go to your ass beat. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And I say nothing else. <laughs> 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 right. Exactly. Yeah, and so when he got sick, and it was one of those things where I didn't see him coming back from it. Yeah. I was disappointed. I didn't know how to deal with that emotion. Understood. At that moment, I felt like try. Uh, I, like yeah. I, I like I was new in my faith as far as religion, mm-hmm. so I was really new in that. Um, I never really experienced somebody close to me, right? And watching them die, right? So I went through the angry. The at some points, I, I would go to my bedroom and I would just punch the pillows, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, God, where are you? Right. Like the man that was my hero and the strongest that I ever knew, he's dying, and I asked you to save him, and then. You you don't hear me. Oh, you know I'm picturing it like I'm picturing your superhero, your dad, and I'm wondering what his private moments are like with himself. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like in context to everything, I it's know. like, you know, how was he in the mirror? You know what I'm saying? I know I'd be in the mirror. Like my dad, you know how you say you take time out? Yeah. My dad always took time for himself, nice, and nice. it wasn't we weren't there. My mom wasn't there. It was just. Him and himself, and then he would go for a drive. He'd be going for like an hour, and then he would come back, and right. he would come back happy. Yeah. And everything. My dad wasn't a drinker because my grandpa was a shitty alcoholic. Yeah. Um, Like the hand, lay hands on type of alcoholic. Right, so right. my dad was the exact opposite. Right. But I don't know. what mm-hmm. those, and, and I wish those are conversations I could have with him today. Yeah. And everything. Like I, I wish I could be like, Daddy, when you were raising us and you were being that father and he, like I never the example that he set for a black man to me oh yeah the bar is very high which stresses relationships for me uh, <laughs> yeah yo but that's that's wild because like that is um I just told you I, I was telling you I went to go see my partner out in um California right yeah He's going through a divorce, mm. you know, and I just like from his Facebook statuses, I was like, that's not, that's not who he is. Okay. You know, he's going in too much. And, um, you know, I was just like, yo, I'm going to come hang out with you. And, um, you know, and his mom lives there with him. You okay. know? Yeah. He moved her from uh, the East Coast over to the West Coast. Oh, my God. Yeah. They, yeah. She loving it. She yeah. Loving it. Oh, I know she, she is. Retired. She loving it. <laughs> she was so happy to feed me and stuff. Yeah. Well, feed us. <laughs> and, um. But she's a strong woman. Mm-hmm. 
And, like, we were sitting there, and, of course, we were talking about, you know, his relationship and how it went and stuff like that. But, you know, when we stopped, when we thought about it, like, yo, that's all I know. Like, I, I'm, I'm the first to say I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the world. I know from people telling me, mm-hmm. but I don't know the world of the women who are supposed to be quiet when I speak. I don't know that world. I don't either. I don't know. I, don't, I just know the black community I grew up in. Everybody's mama was your mama. Yeah. And had last say, first and last say. <laughs> even when even when, when superhero dad was there. Yeah. You, you, lead them, you, what you mean leave them kids alone? Mind you, then you go up. That's what I know. I don't know all of this stuff people complaining about, but I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. It's just not in the world. I'm that here I'm to listen. But I'm trying to do this active thing. I'm trying to be receptive. You mm. know, don't beat me up about this shit. <laughs> You know, don't beat me up because I'm like, uh, I don't. All I know is strong women. I got five sisters. I got five sisters, two brothers. My brothers grew up down south. I grew up in a house full of women. Mm-hmm. At the family reunion, we, I was surrounded by twenty something women, co- girl cousins, and right. only boys, little boys. It was three of us. You know, mm. aunties. <laughs> That's all I know. Right. You know what I mean? And you know, it's it's just it's just wild. Like it's just wild. Um, how like all of that plays into because uh, you know they kind of touched on that uh, inadvertently when they were talking about the role of a man. Like uh, Nikki G kept saying, um, the presence of the man is needed. Yes. Yeah, the presence of the man is needed. The presence, presence of the man is needed. And I'm like, yo, you know, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but, I, but I also saw like you know this is 40 years later. You know, so the women that brought me up. You know what I'm saying? They were strong for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't. All, I'm not gonna always. I'm not gonna put it all the way on. It's because of the lack of men or anything like that. I'm gonna put it on like our peoples come from some tougher times, so they just were tougher people. I agree. You know what I mean? Even 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 the dad who couldn't show up and stuff like that, he was still a tougher. And compared to the dads who's not showing up now, right? He was still a lot tougher. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, it's, it was just, it was just so, you know, I, I even uh, hit you up like, yo, this is so relevant to today, like from so many angles. Yes. It was like so intriguing to me. And you know? yeah, it was like, it, I could take the whole conversation and drop it in 2019 Easily. and it made complete sense. Yeah. Um, and what I wish, I, I wish there was like some type, I wish I could have been at the table mm-hmm. because one of the things that I would have asked prior to the conversation even starting, I would have asked everybody to leave their labels at the door. <laughs> Leave your labels, leave your titles, and I want you to come into this conversation completely naked. In 2019? Yeah. I would love to have a conversation between black men and women and everyone leave their titles at the door. Like, I don't (laughs) want when the conversation gets a little steamy and a little hard that people be like, patriarchy, patriarchy. Like, I don't want to hear that. Or this is the matriarchal world. Like, I, like, and and, hey guys, I know I'm not pronouncing it all the way, but y'all know I have a hard time pronouncing some words. But, like, I, I want, I don't want that to be thrown in there because now the conversation is starting to shift. No, 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 no. I don't give a shit on how the rest of the world operates. Right. I'm talking to you. Right. I'm talking to you, Razi, as a black woman yes. to a black man. Right. And so when I'm asking you, what do you need? Right. I'm not. I don't care about what the rest of the world needs. Right. Um. Right. Because they don't care. They don't give a shit about what I need. They right. damn sure don't give a shit about what you need. I don't need to compete with you on who has it worse. 
Was is the word? Oh, Charlotte, she's going to listen to this. Like, yo, we was just talking about this. Because I was saying, like, um, you know, we can, you know, we can, we can have a cop. And I, I think this gets into, like, the, um, the point that they made about, um, you know, uh, coming home and, you know, not lying anymore when you come home. Not, yes. You know, you code switch back to who you really are, default or your stress or whatever. Right. I, you know, I said, um, I said, I, 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 it's on Facebook. I mean, it's on social media. It's on all that. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, if we together, I do not care to hear about the plight of a black woman mm-hmm. in America, in this world. And I don't want to tell you about the plight of a black man. Mm-hmm. We're together. Tell me about your day. Mm-hmm. Tell me about, let's talk about why this picture has, I don't know, so many colors. I don't know. Just let's talk about something else. Right. We carrying that shit all day. I don't want to hear it. And when and and I'm 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 quick to say, y'all don't want to hear that. Mm. Now, without knowing me, mm-hmm. throw away the memory of me. Right, right. If I said that to you, you probably think, or or, or somebody, or a sister might think, oh, here he go, his misogyny. Yes. <laughs> and and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you why mm-hmm. because what I'm thinking you know I had a shitty day out in this world that that mistreats me and right. everything and so when I come home that shitty day is still on my back yeah and so here's you my man you're home and I'm like you know I'm telling you about my shitty day and you be like I don't want to hear that <laughs> I'm like the fuck like yeah. I like this home is supposed to be our peace. I want you to keep that mm-hmm, keep, keep mm-hmm, that what I yeah, said. Yeah. This home is supposed to be our peace, and you're not even going to listen to me. And so now I'm thinking that you're downplaying my experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm angry. And so now you try to talk your experiences and your experience, how you relate your experiences to me from mm-hmm. your day might right. be different. Right. But I'm already pissed. Right. I'm already thinking he ain't shit. Fuck him. You know, misogynistic ass. And I'm going to go complain to my friends or I'm going to go to social media and post a plenty of memes and tag you in them. Right. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Or just go on attack. Go on attack. Yeah. yeah you know. uh, that's never out of the question yeah. on how we relate to each other. That tongue turned to a sword real quick on you. Oof. But it's, but it's, but it's not, it's not me. It's not me being um, misogynistic at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's now if I said it to you like this, if I'm sitting around with all the ladies, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's an average Wednesday for me because okay. that's just my my family. And I say, um, be careful, be careful who you open up to and allow them to give you their emotional baggage, even if it's for the day, because you got to check yourself to see if you can even handle that at the moment. Yes, girl, everybody gonna say right. Yes. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> because <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, because and now it's now you're respecting my space, and mm-hmm. now you're sh- telling me how to respect your space. Yeah, but I didn't take it that way right. because I'm applying this to my girlfriend. Right, and right after that, after you sat there with your girlfriends, you go home mm-hmm. because y'all probably had all these other conversations, and you charged up, and I show you that in action. Y'all don't want to hear that shit right now. <laughs> we live together, so it's safe to say we've been together for a while. Right. Have you learned me yet? You know you I should. care about you. You know I listen to you. Why you here right. if you why you here if you if I don't? You're playing yourself. Mm. But if but but if you're here, let's let's assume that we like to be in healthy relationships and pick good partners. 
So when I say I don't want to hear that shit, there's enough context in our history for you to be like, yeah, I don't really want to talk about this shit. Right. Either. You know what I'm saying? I spend too much energy on this shit Let's already. Let's get into the routine. You know what I'm saying? Let's get into whatever our, right. our winding down routine is. And and I know we, we touched on cold switching because of um of what she said. Of, mm-hmm. You know, when she said lie to me, lie to me too. Like yeah. you lied to that cracker that you work with. Like right. he never knows and everything. But we also have to to bring in, and this is the part that I found her statement to be very dangerous mm-hmm. today. Right. And the reason why I say very dangerous today, and I, and I mentioned this on, on Instagram, is because if we're not giving each other a space mm-hmm. to communicate and we're faking it. And I don't like and that's why I say like twenty year old her, like she was in her twenties. I felt what she was saying and I knew where she wanted to go with it. Right. But how it came out was a very dangerous way of saying it. Right, right. Um, because if I'm not if you don't give me the space to communicate why like it might not be, you know, Joe from the job fucked me over, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's how I felt. After right. I was fucked over. That's what I need to bring home to my partner. And what I would expect from my partner, depending on who he is and how he is and how he communicates with me, is when you come home, I don't want to just blow off your day right. when you might have had the shittiest day where it's still weighing on you and it's not what happened, but how you felt in that moment and how you wish you could have did something different right. and everything. And if you can't come to me with that and I can't come to you with that, what are we teaching this kid at, you know, that mom and dad can smile at each other, but we never taught this kid on how mom and dad can communicate in conflict resolution together. <laughs> facts, facts. So we have to be very careful on how we say things and how we're going to teach, how we're going to bring up the young people. Right. I don't want to say teach because mm-hmm. life is, is, a, is a learning moment, but it's how are we going to bring them up because they are watching us. Right, and, and James Baldwin kept pointing to that. Mm-hmm. They were really stuck on that point. They just kept, they just kept you know, I mean, re, trying to, trying to uh, he was just trying to uh, explain it to her in several different ways because she, to me, she, she, she was more... One want to be heard than mm. listening. At but, that um, point, absolutely. His point, his points, his point always pointed back to love. You know what I mean? And 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 children. Yes. You know where she would make it. Where she would just say, "I only care about black folks." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He well, I care about the children, all children, right. black or white. You know what I mean? Because it's it, but it's the it's the truth. What are we teaching the children? Mm-hmm. And if um, if we at odds, man, and we've been at odds for thirty years, um. We we definitely carrying that and we normalize it and we feel like that this is how the world is supposed to be. How we talk to each other is, is we don't dip our words in love before we put them out. I try. And and you oh. might give me you might in a new relationship you might give me for about a good six months. <laughs> word up, but I'm, I'm but word up. I'm gonna let you speak. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you speak. I'm gonna let you just just stay respectful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You ain't got to come at me. You can say your point. Right. Eat it. If we want, if you don't want to argue in front of the kids, we can meet. At Mill Creek Park, <laughs> and go at it in the right. rain. If that's what we, that's what we write down as like you. I have to communicate like this. Then mm-hmm. Let's go it. But when it comes to attacks and stuff, like nah. And I think that's that's so important to acknowledge. It's a difference because I always say dip your words in love. But just because I'm dipping my words in love mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I'm not yelling at times. It doesn't mean that sometimes I'm not. You know, right. some what passionate. Yeah, passionate or what yeah. somebody might consider, like my partner might consider it being disrespectful, but in my head, mm-hmm. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just trying to get it out. <sighs> I'm trying to be heard. Yeah. And 
on, like you said, attack. So it really, 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 really makes us think back. You have to sit back and say, what does attack look like to you? Because right. I need to know so that right. I don't do that. <clears throat> right. And like, right. and I would expect my, I would expect my dude to tell me like, all right, babe, look, mm-hmm. here's the line. You can do everything besides cross that line. Right. And right. I'm like, that line right there? Right. He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because I, I don't want, like, if I'm with you, and especially, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking the terms that pe- two people in a relationship or two people who reside together. Mm-hmm. If I'm with you, I don't want to disrespectful. I don't want to hurt you. Right. And everything. But my idea of peace in the home, and this is me circling back to that, might be different from your idea of peace in the home. Right, right, right. And, right. like, at what point, like, do we, like, I can honestly tell you. I've never, ever asked a man, what does peace look like to you, babe? Uh, never. Wow. Never. I'm 41. That's the first thing. That's some of the first questions I asked. I never asked it. Yeah. And because I, I, and, and in this, listening to this video made me think, yeah. like, have I ever been proactive in having certain conversations? As I've gotten older, I've gotten better right. with having different things. Like, I will ask, what do you need? And what do you need from me in a relationship? I've asked those kind of questions. Right. But, and I think because I've never really lived with a man for long periods of time, like like more than a year, mm-hmm. I've not, and I definitely haven't done that in my late 30s, early 40s. Right. So I've never had the opportunity to say, what does peace in your home look like to you? Right. Well, I've always, I've always, I didn't ask that specific question, you mm-hmm. know, verbatim, but um, I've always, I've always asked questions like that because um, up until, recently Mm -hmm. um i just felt like society told me black society told me that it's my responsibility for whatever you've been through whatever the the woman in front of me has been through prior to me breaking down brick walls running the gauntlet jumping Mm -hmm. through the flames Mm -hmm. and you know what i believed them and i thought that that's what i was supposed to do man what how did i sign up for all that toxic bullshit what the fuck like I, I like just recently was like, whoa, time out, time out, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, I'm just, I, I'm super attentive and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, mm, you got it good, and you just going in like, mm-mm. Mm. like you know. So I, you know, I, I like, like me and like many black men, like we just. You know, man, you just, that's how we give give gave our homeboys advice. You know, you got to go through the bullshit because, you know, you got some residual nigga on her. And, you know what I mean, pack like she ain't pack like. Got songs about it and everything. Bag lady, all that stuff. Like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, and I really, really signed up for it. I'm not signing up for that. And you know what's so crazy? Now, let's flip it over on my side of the table. Right. We have been conditioned also uh-huh. and everything. Like, you know, he he probably never got over um, his last heartbreak. Right. Or, you know, men don't really know how to communicate and everything. Well, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And, and it's like, you know, and we're taught to put up with the bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to ride it out. And then, you know, you, you show him that you're loyal. Yeah. And you show him this and you show him that. And then next thing you know, he'll choose you. And we're two people on the opposite sides of the spectrum. We're being taught to accept and to deal with with the toxic relationships, relationships. like it's normal. But it's, a, it, yeah, right, definitely. There's like a subtle difference in the two. Mm-hmm. Um, putting up with the bullshit of a fuckboy, again, five sisters mm-hmm. plus their friends, mm-hmm. their homegirls, like my, my sisters got homegirls from 
little... way back. Yeah, we're from so the Bronx. That's how we keep too. our friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's how we know each other, right? You know, and and like you know, I'm sorry, ain't no excuse for no fuck boy after maybe twice. Yeah, because now you're just making bad decisions. Yeah, but yeah, right, right. Now <laughs> if you you know, but if you if you know if you um. If you deal with a decent dude and most and he's decent in most areas, you know that loyalty is loyalty giving back. Mm-hmm. You know things like that. I'm not talking about those type of t- uh, toxic things like uh, verbal abuse or physical abuse or uh, uh, cheating and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, I'm talking about. All right, we pretty cool with the personality, right? But, he's a good human. But yeah, so all right, so you go off every Thursday. Mm-hmm. All right, what what happens? You know what I'm saying? Like that's when you like, all right, what's going on with this man? Mm-hmm. You know, and and those and those uh, things society has taught us, black society has taught us, kicks in. You know, I needed I needed to be. I, I don't need you. I don't need to uh, uh, um, anybody to put up with the bullshit. We got to push the bullshit out, right? And we're talking about now. We're talking about compatibility. We're talking about. Chemistry, and we're also talking about the personalities you know, of the person. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? The things we don't know. So now when we start dealing in that space, I think men, I like I said, I subscribe to signing up for the emotional mm-hmm. damage of another person. Now- I see what you're saying now. We, we, now we can, carry, we can carry some things that are like deep-seated, all of us, you know, men or women from childhood and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, the, that's the area that men fall in a lot. Not being able to express their feelings, not knowing how to, the world telling us that the way we're supposed to react to everything, either we smiling or we decking somebody. Right. That's just that. And that's also an expectation that our ladies have on us, whether they say they want that or not. Mm-hmm. That's an expect. That's what they want to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether they really want to see it or not. You know, so when we get when we when we get into that level of things, then um I th- you know, I, I see those subtle differences. But once we start coming into the relationship portion of the life, twenty to start twenty two on to now. Mm-hmm. All that stuff right there, I was told that I'm supposed to I'm supposed to do all of this. You gotta fix it. And I gotta fix it. And I'm gonna fix you, I'm gonna fix you, I'm gonna fix you, I'm gonna fix it. You know, my homegirl, she said, I'm gonna teach you how to she said, do me a favor, big. I said, What? She said, I challenge you to not do anything for anybody for a week. And how, how and did you make it? <laughs> how did I make it? In that moment, I like fell. <laughs> I like internally, like, huh? <laughs> What do you mean? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you put me in a mini panic attack real quick. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm used to holding people up. Right. What else I got if I let go? Because that's what men do. <sighs> and I'm using air quotes when I say that's, that's what, what men, men do. do. And I'm a good homie because, or I'm a good man because. Yes. I'm walking around saying, I'm a good man, I'm a good man, I'm a good Beating man. your chest. Yes. Yeah, because you know what I mean. That's that's just what we that's what we believe we supposed to be. But that's that's a lot too. Mm-hmm. That's a lot too. You know, we we need to have better standards in terms of what kind of emotional baggage anybody's bringing us on any anything at any given moment. Right. Back to going coming home. You know what I'm saying? You came in the door. You had a day, and you were thinking about you. Yes. I'm sitting there watching TV, doing whatever it is I do. Minding your own black ass. Minding my own black ass business. <laughs> and you come in with all this, and I say, I don't want to hear that shit. You, at that moment, mm-hmm. wait, what he say? It's not what he said because he a man. What did your partner just say in, about their mood? Right. And if you think if you're not thinking about yourself, then you'll say, you know what? What's going on with him? He might have had one of them days. It's right. Thursday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, let me let me just let's get to let's get to 
or whatever routine we have mm-hmm. in place for when we're both feeling like this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's something that when my mom went back to work, because I think I told you to share before, right. my mom didn't work when I was younger. Right. Um, but when she basically told my dad that she had to make her own money too. Yeah. Um, because she was miserable and she couldn't take just being home with the kids all day. I hear that, sister. Um, she had to learn how to go from being in corporate America to coming home being a wife and a mother. Right. And she was the one, and this is a conversation that me and my mom had as we were older mm. as to the, the why behind it. Right. My mom was the one that implemented Don't Talk to Me for 30 minutes. Right, right. Because right. she you had to come home yeah. and, and get that off of her mm-hmm. before she can handle us, handle her right. family, handle the people that she loves so that she wasn't giving us pieces of her or the worst parts of her right. and everything. And my dad respected that. And I noticed that when my dad would come home from either coaching or or working or whatever, he would just go upstairs and and she would would not bother him for 30 minutes. So that was their routine. Now that you're talking about routine on how we deal with shitty days, sometimes you got to wash that day off of you and not bring that energy into your home so that when you... Now that you took that 30 minutes for yourself. And now when you're in a better space, you're like, babe... Let me tell you how I felt after X Y Z happened. Do you have some time, or yeah. can we talk about this later? Now you can. Now you can be a little more logical with it instead mm. of being more emotional with it. And we're both guilty yeah. of the bringing yeah. that emotional home because we deal with the same shit in the world. Um, and you know, you have your labels and expectations that the world sees on you as a black man. Like you, six foot what? Uh, six foot six. Six foot six. Yeah. Walking around as a black man. Six foot six, three fifty two. <laughs> so just with no one even knowing you, just seeing you walk down the street, there's already been three expectations on who you are. Yeah. And me, you know, I can't raise my voice in a com in a um a meeting or whatever because now I'm angry black woman. So just me being a dark skinned woman most of the time in kinky hair. Or not, <laughs> but you have there are three expectations of me walking down the street if I don't smile, right? Um, if I don't greet you, um, I've had a, one of my directors put in a review that um, people are, feel it really hard to um, approach you. I was I wasn't approachable, <laughs> right. and she was like, and she's like, and um, she's like, I even have a hard time <clears throat> having this conversation with you, and this is me just looking at her like. <laughs> I'm not going to smile and make it easy for you to have this conversation. Bring your bullshit. Yeah. Because what you're saying is because I don't smile for everyone all the time. Right. And I'm not chipper like you want me to be because that would make you feel comfortable. Yeah. You're trying to say that because of that, I don't do my job well. Right. And so I let her stumble through the whole thing for five minutes. And she and she's like, do you understand? And I was like... I just want to make sure that we're clear. And I was like, so what you're saying is because I don't make people feel comfortable with smiles mm-hmm. that I don't do my job. Well, I was like, has anybody complained with the way that I do my job? Mm-hmm. And I was like, because I think these are two different things. And I was like, and me not smiling, mm-hmm. I was like, that's somebody's perception of me. And I was like, it's probably like some type of prejudgment going on there. Right. And I was like, because anybody that works with me directly and understands me, and I was like, they always say the same thing. She's very friendly and she's an amazing team player. Right. So who who do I make feel uncomfortable because when they come up to me, I'm not smiling. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, as a black woman, that's something that I had to deal with. And it's like, we, and I know black men tell me all the time, they have to turn themselves down too in order not to make people nervous. Yeah. 
And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like my voice. Yeah, you have a big voice because yeah. you're not even close on the mic like I am. It's not even my morning <laughs> voice though. You know, it's because for years I've I, I use like my highest octave. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm. when I you know, and I got to a point where I noticed it and was like, oh man, fuck this shit. <laughs> You know what I mean? You call me in the morning, I'll be like, yo, what's up? Like, what the <laughs> B? Like, yeah, man, give me a minute. Hold up, hold up. You know, I, I ain't boot up my, my You're like, I'll, I'll call you later. Yeah. <laughs> you good? You good? Everybody like, you, why? You depressed or something? Like, nah, you just called me in the morning, man. We need to find out one somebody. What's going on? Well, yeah, like that comes from, and it's the same thing, like my, my hunch. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. taller than everybody. I mean, you know, it's just, I, I, I always wanted to appear, um, uh, as, the, as the least threat. Yes. As, you know what I mean? In the room. You know, even like, even when I, even like I have friends who come over oh, and they, that's why every time I think of certain things, you hear me go, oh, right. that's me blowing that shit out. That's why I said, I should have blew, I should have burned some sage, like dead ass, like Saturday sage day. Um, you know, but you know, when they, they'll come over and, you know, because I you know, I'm not going to pull no punches with them because I love them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, we had these discussions, and when you dealing, when I'm dealing with um, the brothers, mm-hmm. you know, if if they're sitting down, I'm gonna sit down. If they stand up, and I happen to stand up, you know, or if I happen to stand up and they stand up, I'm mm-hmm. gonna sit down still. Okay. You know, because I'm always over top of them, regardless right. of what. And you know, I allow for things to get passionate. And when you're doing that with men, you you know, you got to kind of make sure that we we doing a certain dance that it's not getting aggressive. Oh. Even though it's my homeboys, right? Because I'm I'm not trying to waste my time here with this conversation, so I need I need to gauge it in the sense where it, we're progressing through the conversation versus uh, we getting stuck on the fact that you think I'm uh, talking down to you or anything like that. You know, like I was talking to my daughter yesterday. Um, she came to um, get advice about um, about a meeting that she wants to have with my niece mm-hmm. about their kitchen day. Okay. Yeah, and you know, and she just kept telling me what everybody else did. I said, I, don't, I said, I, mean, I said, I'm about to give you the key to any conversation. <laughs> and she said, What? I said, Only talk about you. There it is. I said, If you get that today, and you work from that as your base, you gonna be so sharp, and people gonna attack you and tell you that you always think you're right, and oh, you taking a moral high road. No, no. Somebody, somebody calling me. Uh, Miss Wise, mm-hmm. she called me one day and she said, "Let me hear what you have to say about what you did." And she wouldn't. She didn't let me escape it. And that was the best thing that ever happened to me in terms of a conversation. I remember getting that lesson. Yeah, and yeah. it was from my grandpa. Like I came, my grandpa was he was a man of few words mm. because of the generation that he was in. Like he worked hard, ran his businesses. Made sure his family ate, had a nice roof over their head, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so one day, you know, I'm the opposite. Where you said it's you and all your sisters and a right. lot of women in your family. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister, that's it. Yeah. The rest are all men. Right. So I'm complaining about something my cousin did, and I'm going on and on. And my grandpa probably just didn't want to be bothered. Right. And he stopped, fixing the car, and he turned to me. And he said, Air, what did you do? <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> And he closed the hood on his car, and it was the caddy. He sat me on the hood, because I remember my little thighs burning. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what did you do? Because I know that this didn't start out of nowhere. What did you do? And I was like, oh, I went in the room, and I took their stuff. Right. And they got upset. 
Yeah. Yes. So you started it? No. No. Like, imagine I'm probably like all of 10 years old right. and everything. And I just like, and I was adamant on not taking ownership. Yeah, yeah. And my grandpa ownership. did not let me take, like he kept asking me the same question a hundred different times until I finally was like, all right, he got upset because I took his stuff. And he's uh-huh. like, okay, yeah. so now you go in there and apologize and you ask if you can use it. Right. Right. And it was that simple. And so I always take that and I even use that in my own professional world. Right. And everything like when when I fuck up at work, right. I'm the, you don't have to hear from nobody no. else that I fucked up. No. I'm like, Sean, do you have a minute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about a little snafu. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> so some people yeah, ain't gonna get paid. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> so like in that dance, you know what I'm saying? Like talking to like I'm just thinking about my homeboy that came over recently. In that dance to to you know that that my motive, my intention is for him to get to the part where he can talk about himself. Mm. You know what I mean? And he's already used to this brick wall because that's why he's venting to me about his lady. Okay. This is what he's going through at home. I'm not going to play that role. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm dipping it every time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, and, and, and you know, when they know you, they go, yeah, you go doing that shit. Like, bro, you know, I'm not satisfied till you tell me what you did. Right. You know what I mean? And or which or even just how you how you felt mm-hmm. in that moment, you know, and oh man. And you know, it, it's it's just it's just hard for I know that it's difficult for a lot of people to even get to that level of, of a conversation. You know, because they just wanna be heard. They wanna be coddled. They mm. wanna they wanna do exactly what the four or five year old is gonna do when something went wrong and and they wanna be right. Yeah, they want all they wanna be right. They wanna be right. They wanna be right. Instead of exchanging opinions on on perspective on, you know, what we both witnessed occurred, like Exactly. And and hey guys, this is a free gem. Like this whole episode's free gems, but um if you don't have a friend that will check you. And I'm not saying like check you, talking right. down to you or anything. It's a difference. Right. But if you don't have a friend that will hold you accountable for your own personal actions, right. you need to look at your friends. Oh, yes. I'm so thankful that I don't have yes friends. Oh. Um, and even though when they tell, like, they'll let me go through it. They'll let me go through every every motion. And then they'll be like, you done? Oh, and they're like, so... so- we gonna get off your bus head. Yeah, because you all on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm that guy. Yeah, and I think guy. every every group of friends should have that one mm-hmm, person mm-hmm. because that's just being one responsible adults and responsible in your friendships. Yeah, and everything. But then I have to go to you because now that I know that you've identified as that person mm-hmm. and you're probably that person for everybody. Who's that person for you? Like, not saying her name, but do you have that person? Oh, oof. you know. First, I was going to say no, but I, when I really think about it, um, yes, I do. I do. I'm surrounded <laughs> in shit. I'm surrounded in it so much that I look I look weird in relationships because, mm. you know, with my lady, I'm like, I'm on your team. Even in our arguments, I'm on mm. your team. In my disagreements, I'm on your team. Right. Um, but... Then I realized, like, she might have not ever had anybody keep it real with her to the level that I keep it real with. Honestly, it's not. Yeah. And especially and, in our lovers. Yeah. You're just relentless with it. And I'm like, damn, I can't. In my mind, like, instantly I go, damn, I can't take her around my peoples because I'm the nice one. Mm. They so toughen now, me up. So now you can't fully emerge her in your life. She's starting to, she's starting to trickle out. 
Mm. She's starting to trickle out. I got a saying that I got from my pop. Flowers in, flowers out. I even drew a picture about it. Well, Put it on Instagram. Um, and it's, you know, I always ask for, I always pull the photo up and I say, what do you see? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, most folks, they see a, a guy trying to um, impress or, or get back in the good graces of his lady. Um, but what's really going on is he's holding flowers with the door open. Smiling, showing her her way out. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to treat you like a queen. I'm going to drop you off like a queen, too. Wow. That's just that. See you later. You're still a queen. Mm-hmm. And just not the one for me. Or I might have been that lesson, or you might have been that lesson. Right. Or we both lessons, but, you know, I was looking for the picture, actually. Oh, okay. But, um, so I'm going to touch on this one thing, um, too, because it was a trigger that I see on social media all the time. Oh, 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 triggers. We're here for that. Yes. And it was when um, homegirl Nikki, my homegirl Nikki, when she said, I demand men to be oh, to men. Be men. And, and and then when James Baldwin said, you can't demand it, you can ask them right. to be better, but you can't demand it. And then she's like, no, but we can. As black women, we can and, and we should be. But here's the thing that, and I don't have a problem with her saying that, but where I felt the statement was incomplete right. is, what is your definition of a man? All right. Because her, right. her the, the part that she kept staying on was her definition, like what she didn't consider a definition of man because they can um, provide. And she's like, I can do my own provisions. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, she just kept going on with that, going on with that. But she never asked what do you consider being a man? Mm-hmm. Because what James Baldwin White saw as being a true man mm-hmm. versus what Nikki Giovanni saw as being mm-hmm. a man, from their conversation, you could tell us two different things. Right. Well, let's let's try to fill in the you know I'll listen specifically to that over and over. Again. Mm-hmm. Let's try to fill in the blanks for for Nikki G. Okay. Um, um, cause she she mentioned a lot about just the presence. You know, yes, and you know, and and you know, James Baldwin will respond. Well, you know, you're not, you're still not, you're still not addressing what he's dealing with and why he's not present. You know, but she, she was really advocating for just the presence, right? Just you know, being there, just being there. Right. So what you ain't got the stake, show up, you right? Know what I mean, and for the kids, for the kids, you know, and um, in 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 that sense, um, I guess I I, I demand men to be men too. In mm-hmm. that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you know, fellas, we, we get to an age and we talk about it. We talk about the, the father thing mm. and we talk about, you know, somebody always going to say, he like a pop to me. <laughs> he like a, oh, that's my OG. That's my, we <laughs> going to find head. one. We right. going to find one. We going to find one. But, you know, we all, we got is shitty choices, man. You know, that don't mean, that don't mean some of the, um, some of the, uh, uh, Thug cats can't raise, you know what I mean, some of these dudes right. You right. know what I mean? Because, you know, there's always them dudes who will be like, oh, man, we do this, you go to school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they're going to find somebody. That's old school, though. You don't see it no more, though. Uh, yeah. I, I, know, I know a few cats. <laughs> shout out to the real ones. You know, real recognize real, and I'm not a criminal, but uh-huh. they love me, too. You know what I'm saying? I love y'all back. They come talk to me, too. You know what I mean? Nice. Um, but, yeah, like, so I, I do agree with her, and I do think that that happens. Um, but, you know, what ha- what also happens, what wasn't really addressed was, you pushing me out. Mm. Like, I just referred to my ex. Like, I, 
I can't put you around my peoples. Mm-hmm. What's next? And I'm, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you where the asshole in me comes out. After that six months, mm-hmm. I do shit like count. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just like, Phew. that moment you went over, you stepped over, you stopped, you stopped arguing your point and you started attacking me. Okay. Phew. Thank you for the clarity. Cause I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I, I throw up one finger and, but I'm, I'm going to continue with my point. Right. You know what I mean? Eventually you're going to say, what the fuck is up with the fingers? It could be five right. months later. Like you got five now. Wow. What's that? That's five times you disrespected me when you just wanted me to listen to you. Mm. And that's what you want me to listen to? Fuck you. And and that's when you're going to be going. But you still getting flowers. Right. Thank you. You still getting flowers. Thank you for your yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of here, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? You need anything, I got you, you know, within reason, but I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, you push, you push, when you, we, we be pushing folks out because going back to that, that baggage on both ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know. baggage. And then baggage could come in all types of forms. From from like you said, bringing it in from work. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be the brother who just got out. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different. And it's, yeah, that's a whole different a, conversation. That's a lot to deal yeah. with. That's a lot to, to, to decompress from. You know what Especially I'm saying? Especially if it was a lot of time in. Yeah, yeah, Because um, yeah. now now you're dealing with you're dealing with things you're dealing with everyday black man things. Right. And now you're on top of it. Now I can't work. Right. And everything. Right. And and let's not forget one of the things that we already said early, early on in our conversation, egos. Right. Right. I can't get a job. I can't support you. I'm showing up empty handed. Right. For me, and I'm talking about Erica Dawn Butler, mm-hmm. I if I couldn't bring anything to the table, I would not feel comfortable in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right, and, that's facts, though. And it's because now, to me, and I can only speak for me. Yeah. Now I am a burden. Right. I'm not. I'm not bringing anything, and and just the idea of me just showing up with my good looks and personality, that's not enough for me to show up in a relationship with. Ooh. So when I said um, before, I don't think it's fair to ask for a man to lie. And, and to just fake it and everything like that or to just show up. Because if you're not bringing anything to the table in our relationship, how long before I start to resent you? Because now you're a burden. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about just money to the table, but that still has something to do with it too. Like yeah. how can how can we raise this kid? How can we build this home? How can we do a lot of things if you can't bring anything to the table and you don't feel like your best man? Right, 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 right. That's 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 it. That's that's a hell of a lot. It's that's a hell of a lot of situations. It's, it's exhausting because a lot of times we don't want to seem like we're you know when I say we like black women we don't want to seem like we're gold diggers. So sometimes we will take that man that should take that step back from being in a relationship and work on himself, but we'll take him and we'll raise him. We'll take yeah. care of him. Yeah. And what are we doing? We try that too. Yeah, and we taking his manhood away from him. Yeah, now we're yeah. taking him from being a man yeah. to somebody that we're supposed to desire and and be partners with. Yeah. So now he's one of our children. Yeah, ain't nothing good, and, and ain't nothing good enough for you either. Mm-hmm. Every time I turn around, it's a problem because mm-hmm. you you trying to mold me. Like yo, I don't know anybody who sketch out there. 
You know what I mean? And take it all the way to a finished piece of art. How many layers do you really put on that piece? Look. Because everybody just see the la- the final product. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, that's great. You know, so oh, it's the girl, same thing. How you trying to raise or change somebody? Like, you can't keep editing someone. Mm-mm. Who said you got all the answers in the first place? Fall back. See, that's another thing that happens in my relationships and friendships. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know nothing of this world about. Um, I mean, I know from people saying it, but I don't know nothing of this world where um, I'm. I'm gonna give you the answers and tell you what to do and not hear what you want to do and mm-hmm. not know your opinion on things. And I've found in um, a few of my interactions that that's a scary place for some women. You could bang. You bang for it. You bang. Oh, you hear about me? What you want to do? Not what you want to eat. We already know that one. <laughs> we already know you want to eat anything. We understand. We gonna get that. Shut up. Yeah, hey, listen, <laughs> listen. We go out on a date. We order three plates. Two of them yours. <laughs> I mean, my bad. Three of them yours. We order three plates. Three of them yours. As long as you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, and like. In 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 all of these in all the other areas, like you know, I, I'm always, I want to know what your favorite color is. Mm. You know, I can show you text messages. Well, I'll do afterwards, mm-hmm. but you know, not to brag or not like that. But this, it's 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 just I need to know. Right. I don't want to guess. I want this shit to be contractual. Like I could refer to the list. Right. Where you said because people mm. flip up so much. Where you <laughs> said like. Listen, I got, I got this written down. I got, I got receipts. my receipts. Yes. Yeah, I got these receipts. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I thought I was doing this right. Mm-hmm. Why are you making me feel insecure about the relationship? But let me be called insecure man because men are supposedly insecure all the fucking time, and that's the that's always the answer for us expressing ourselves. Like, no, 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 I'm insecure about this relationship because you constantly editing me, and you said that this is what you wanted, and you get that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's a scary place because. When when you try to come with that argument that you had so many times with Tyrone and them, mm-hmm. you can't have it with me. And you and you see that I see it in your face while I'm listening to. It. I'm just Say looking that at again. you. Say that again. You cannot have that conversation with me. And when I start speaking that you can't have that conversation with me because I'm not that nigga. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that. I'll say it repeatedly. After about the hundredth time I say it, now I'm a narcissistic. And all of this other shit. I'm like, God damn, all these fucking psychologists walking around, walking around <laughs> doing a 12-point H-A-R-E on a motherfucker. Shut Y'all, up. how the fuck you know how to diagnose somebody? <laughs> and fucking it, mean doctors. And it, it comes down to how I dealt with Tyrone. Right. Because I was in control. Because you were in control, right? Yeah. Right. And now I... And all he was doing was either happy or aggressive. Yeah. That's and, it. With Tyrone, I didn't have to figure it out because it's very simple. Uh-huh. It's very easy. So now you when do what I say, now, yeah, yeah. So when now when I'm dating a complete man, right? And I say that purposely, a complete man, because that means this is a man who has already took a step back, right? And has identified some of the things, some, some of the bullshit that he deals with. So he's okay and familiar with his flaws, right? Um, a man that's taking the time to heal. Right. Um, because there's a lot of incomplete men and women walking around right, out there. Right. Um, so a man is taking time to heal. And so once you take that time to heal, and this is both man and woman, now you carry yourself different and now you, you address things different. Right. You handle situations differently. You hear them differently, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take that time to become that complete person before you try to be with another person, now you're just going to have nothing but beef. Yeah. And, and like, 
I don't even eat beef like that in my food. So I don't uh, really want it in yeah, my relationship. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like it took me having to take that step back and taking that step back for me meant me being with Erica yeah. for almost two years mm. and everything. Like I had to I had to check my own bullshit, but I couldn't let anybody check it for me because I didn't know what it was. Right. I didn't really know what my flaws were. I didn't know where I went wrong and stuff. And like I know I've said a couple of times to some girlfriends when they um like, for an example, I forgave my ex. Like, mm-hmm. me and my ex, we were together, and we had a, uh, it was a, not a terrible breakup, but it was a bad breakup, and then he got married shortly afterwards. Right. And, like, left me in pieces. Right. I mean, I'll be completely, I mean, all the pieces. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> um, Because I thought he was the one for me. Yeah. So, fast forward, like, five or six years, he sent me an email basically giving me, like, closure. Right. And, like, saying right. that... He, he said he was sorry. Yeah. And not just saying dope, he was bro. sorry, but he reached out and said he was sorry and why he was sorry. Right. And why you're sorry. Yeah, right. and what he was sorry for. And I forgave him. Mm. And I have um uh, one of my girlfriends, well, my coworker, when I expressed, I was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, I forgave him. I was like, you know, we've gone out a couple of times. You know, we're friends because prior to us being in a relationship, guess what we were? Yeah. Friends. Friends, yeah. So yes. I can be this man's friend. And she's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, I couldn't imagine forgiving him. Why? Right. I was like, because, and I was like, I had to look back on our relationship. Because guess who wasn't in my relationship with this man? Everybody, Everybody else. Yeah. And so when I, when he put that, when he sent that email giving me closure or and for asking for forgiveness, I had to look back on my own personal bullshit. Right. And I apologized to him. I was like, listen. And I was like, when I look back on who I was then, and I was like, I didn't know how to communicate to you. Mm. And at the time, he was a broken man. And what did I want to do? Fix him? And when I fixed him, guess what? You he went broken. to somebody else. Right. Yeah, that's where that's I, where that's, yeah, I, that's the that's the job of a fixer. Yeah, I poured everything into him, yeah. got him good and shiny. Yeah. And then he left him, you know, yeah. good and shiny and went to somebody else. Right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that was the last time I fixed the man. Uh, because that was the hardest lesson to learn. And when I learned that lesson and I realized that I can't demand you to be the man that I want you to be, you're either going to be that man or right. you're not. Yeah. And if you're not, it's okay. Right. Um, because you just won't have access to me that way, but it doesn't mean you won't have access to me. Right. And everything. Like I can like I'm I grew up with nothing but men. I can be platonic friends with men. It doesn't mean yeah. nothing to me. Yeah. I'm a friend. Like <laughs> I hear that. I, I hear that. You no access to me anymore. <laughs> From this day forward. No access to me anymore. I tried it, it's still too draining, man. It depends on the person now. Yeah, well, and but true, you have to recognize true, that. True. true and true. everything Yeah, so uh, I don't give it out as easily, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, you know, cuz I go hard for my people's. Um and it was it was it was like you know, this listening to what you say, I was just thinking about the relationship I just got out of mm-hmm. um when we had the conversation. And it was just and 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 it, the, the and it took months, but to actually have a a real mature conversation about it, I had to put her on mute for 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah, even though she had put me on mute for days. Okay. On end sometimes, you know what I mean? I'll tell her, yo, that's some bullshit, but I'm going to say that's what you're used to mm-hmm. until you learn me better. Mm. No, I ain't doing that no more. But, you know, um, but if you have 15 minutes of your own medicine and you break all the way down, you just showed me everything I really needed. You, I mean, you showed me all of it before. You pulled a, you on, you pulled a me on me. Yeah, oh. like oh, <laughs> oh no. So, so, you, you, so that's okay. So you, so you know 
You know. I said, so you using that as a weapon? A manipulative tool. You trying to hurt somebody. Why are you trying to hurt somebody? Why are you trying to hurt someone you claim you love? I used to be like, yo, you don't love yourself. Why you want to tell me? No, no, I used to tell her, you don't love me. I would say, you don't love me. And she said, you going to stop saying that. You going to stop saying, you got one more time. I don't know I do. I'm about to use it. You don't love yourself. I mean, you don't, you don't love me oh. because you don't love yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you loved yourself, the things that bothered you, that triggered you, you would not do them to somebody else. That's a gem. Yeah, it's a gem. I get up and spit in everybody's face right now. What's the, what, what do I expect? Hands. Legs Hands. Ace. On you. Ace, you coming at me hard. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Ace going to throw me through the door. I'm just spit. No, no, he just spit in Erica's face. I got spit in his face. Because we know that's some shit you don't do. Right. You know what I'm saying? I love me. I love I love being healthy. I don't love your germs. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it don't have to be that extreme for me. I'm not going to do these things to you. Mm. How do I show you that I love you? I treat you differently in all my and every way I can. Mm-hmm. You put the love on my words. You know what I mean? So you know, in that moment, like we had the conversation. I told her. I said, I, I don't want to be loved like that. I said, it's okay. It's okay because somebody's willing to put up with that. And y'all can have fun together. You're really dope. You're really capable. Mm-hmm. But you need to heal from the things that you went through. Wow. You know what I mean? And that was the conversation. And she just, she really couldn't take that conversation. And that's that's a hard one. And and honestly, that's one of the things that I saw in Nikki G. I felt like there was still some pain in her yeah, from something. Uh, I felt it. I didn't know what it was because I don't know her her full story, but mm-hmm. there was still there was some pain on how either stuff that she went through or what she seen as she was growing old, growing up, right, and right. everything. Like I did, I think she did mention in there that she was um, raised with both of her parents, but I don't know if her parents were married, right, right. So right. It, like the way it implied it was he was there, mm-hmm. but I don't know the the relationship that. Um, he and her mother had, yeah, and and sometimes that makes a difference mm-hmm. because you know that's our first example on how people love each other right. is from our parents, and if we don't have enough examples of it, it's hard to even have a baseline on right. where to start. So I felt like her baseline was was something that was was not beautiful mm-hmm. because when James Baldwin started talking about love and relationships and dreams. Yeah. And and I felt for her, like my my everything felt for her because I was her at one point in my yeah. life. Yeah. Like when you consistently get disappointment, mm-hmm. it changes how you see things. Right. And you think that that disappointment is, is what happens. You think that's what's going to happen with everybody. So you change the way you think and you change the way you act. <sighs> and so now you're coming at things... You know, already expecting right. the worst of it. Expecting the worst. Yeah. And doing everything that you rehearsed. I'm not going to let this happen again. Mm-hmm. If it ever did, it did, it did. Yeah. You know. Because you don't want to be left in pieces because yeah. pieces suck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Because you got to sweep yourself back together again. Yeah. And then everybody got to see you in pieces and they're either helping you put together or leaving you right there. It's a lonely place. Yeah, yeah. And... It changes on how you view how you're going to engage with people. Um, so I, I want to ask you this question. Do you think today, 2019, mm-hmm. 2019, do you think we, and I say we, black men and women, are ready to have conversations like they did? Some of us are. Mm-hmm. Some of us are. Um, but most of the people who think they are aren't those people. Okay. 
uh, as like all right. So just in that in that in that um, you were saying like you saw her pain, you felt it, you just didn't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. Um, all she when he was when he started speaking love, she didn't know what to do with that. Yeah, she was just locked and loaded with all of this. Uh, 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 all of these uh, think pieces. Mm-hmm. All what were the current think pieces at the moment? Right. Just like now, you know, when you step outside that realm, I notice in my conversation when I step outside of that realm, and I'm not, I'm not giving you, I'm not an audience to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll look you in your face. I'm like, I do not consent to this dialogue. <laughs> I just walk away now. Yeah. I'm like, not in 2019. I won't. Uh, and I walk away. <laughs> but, but, but it might be a conversation about consent and all of this other stuff. Right. See, when it's, when it's empowerment, when we talk in empowerment, you can have this conversation. Ooh. When you talk about respecting rights and stuff, you can have this conversation. Same. The moment this man says to you, I don't consent to this dialogue. And then it's a problem. Oh, you don't even respect your own rules. And I know... Now you lost me in the conversation. Right. And and I got to take a, a jump in here real quick because I know there's uh, women listening to me say, agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, she's doing her pick me, pick me. No, girls. Oh, no, no. No, girls. No, no, because the other side of the, the other side of pick me is the fact that you're a woman who make your own choices and you can and, and you have you have your own views and you should be respected for that. Right. So again, you're going against your own conversation by calling anyone a pick me. That's her personal choice. Yeah. And she persisted. <laughs> and I just like I and you know, I had the Facebook group. Right. I shut that group down for how long? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And why? Because it was exhausting. Like yeah. there was because I started the group because I wanted to have good, healthy dialogue and conversations dialogue, about conversation. about things that relate to us mm-hmm. and everything. And I'm not saying politics. I'm not saying this. I'm saying how I relate to you as a black man and how I relate to you as a black woman. Right. I wanted to have dialogues with that. And when it became nothing but arguments and nobody really listening. And I know on the internet, you know, you could just type. And, and go, but you could tell that no one was really reading and listening to other people's point of view and everything. So that got to the point where I'm getting constant DMs talking about this person shouldn't be in the group. This mm-hmm. should. I was like, oh, I can real quick archive, boom, right? Because that's not what I created the group for. No, and I, I reopened it, but I'm really like I'm not active in it because it's still I don't know what to do with the group. So that conversation. Mm-hmm. It, it it can happen. It can happen like we're having it. Mm-hmm. Um, that conversation happens a lot in my living room. Nice. You know, I, my sisters come over, so oh, I love them. I love y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> and like, you know what? I was thinking about something. They're like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. But um, that conversation can happen. It's not going to happen on the internet. Stop. You know, I think it's conversations not. happen differently in person. Yeah, and it's not going to happen like with the. It's not going to happen when you when you all charged up on these memes, think pieces, blogs. These people getting paid. Yeah, they know it's controversial, and you charged up and you taking it to every post you can find and, and go go right. <laughs> And you're having a bad day at work. You're supposed to be working, but you're sitting there going, yeah, niggas ain't shit, niggas ain't shit, niggas ain't shit, man, man, trash, trash, man, trash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then you go home and you get a man sitting there. But you, you charge that with that energy, too. Yeah. Yeah. And you deliver it. And then, you know, we got this, you know, right on the flip side of that, the same coin. We have, you know, of course, you know, women this, women that, and everything. And it goes to the point where... I'm so fuck this, fuck that with every nigga out there. And then it's like the men are on the, the other side of the same coin mm. talking about fuck these bitches out here. They ain't shit. And because we're, we're t- same coin 
Everybody mm. frustrated, but don't nobody care what the other side frustrated about. Yo, because wait. I just want to be heard. Right, just want to be heard. Okay. Let's let's try to fill in those blanks mm-hmm. at the trash. Men ain't shit. Men ain't shit. These bitches ain't shit. I can tell you, I can tell you, all the fellas listening to this right now are going to smack something. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when they saying bitches ain't shit, it's because we watch y'all say all of these things. But we watched, but we also see you do the opposite. And when you fall into the realm oh, of like being faithful or carrying yourself a certain way, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But you're doing this. Being a man that's expected. Yeah, there's a man, there's a man sitting there right there who who you're doing all of these things with or to. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and you, you, you sister girl and you all of this, but you know she, he got a wife or whatever the situation may be. Mm-hmm. Where you where your sister girl empowerment pussy march when it comes to that? So that's he's like, your, that's none of your business. Bitches ain't shit, and I got the tape. Mm. And, and like you know, and, and, and let me bring it home for people. May let's take it to another realm. Okay, my sister came to me have a conversation. One of my homegirls was over who was used to having conversations with me via text. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sister. She asked a question. She was like, you know, women always want, some women always want to know, uh, when do you tell the guy that you're dating, you know, because it's getting serious, or, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, you know, five, six dates or whatever, about your maintenance man, right? And everybody in the room, oh, of course, all the sisters, was, you don't even want to answer that because that's none of my business. Is these two men sitting here right now, am I supposed to know this shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you saw how the cold hit you? <laughs> you see how you was like, I'm not even touching that one. Ooh. Nope. Like, oh, that's no, not a I got access. That's I got not s- a conversation for me. Right. I got access. My sisters is there. I got access. I hear this all the time. They're girlfriends. I be at girls' night in. I'm with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got access to it. Mm-hmm. So they're like, girl, you don't ever say nothing about that. You know what I mean? Or this or that. And I just laugh. But if you don't say anything to that mm-hmm. about that, because this is something I had to learn. Well, good, man. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to mention your maintenance man while you're dating someone new, then what you can't do is ask about their maintenance woman. Right. Until you two come to a certain level where exclusivity. Right. Is that how you say it? Exclusivity. Exclusivity. Exclusive. Yeah. Exclusivity. I still can't say it. Yeah. That's yeah, why I can't have up. it. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't even been up in here. <laughs> like when y'all decide it's just going to be the two of y'all. Yeah. Um, That's when... The maintenance people need to be put on the table. Right, um, right. Before you decide, okay, it's just going to be me and you, I have to close a couple doors first. Right. right. So those were some of the answers that the sisters, you know, my other sister gave her. Okay. Uh, the friend, she's just looking at them like, he's a man. Why are you even having this conversation in front of him? That's my sisters. Right. So she was like, well, Rodney, what do you think? I said, um, well, a good maintenance man, he's rooting for you anyway. He gonna fall back like, yo, you and homeboy get kind of serious, yo. You think he the word? Because like, y'all sitting there smoking that. You don't lie to them, <laughs> right? Like y'all sitting there smoking that L. Because you know what I mean. You know he got another appointment soon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I said, I said, the good maintenance man. He rooting for you. He gonna fall back anyway. So that's no problem there. Right. I hope you don't got no nervousness about that. I said, but before you even before you even consider that, you think he ready to tell the woman that he's a maintenance man for the Damn. same thing. Cause I could have that conversation. I'll have it. You know what I mean? I told her, I said, I said, but I also need you to realize 
We've been maintenance men before. Mm-hmm. One way or another, somebody, and that's where dudes get this from. You know what I mean? Because right. you fresh up off me, and he, but I'm loyal. I'm shutting the fuck up. I'm rooting you on. But I can say to your face when we, because we're most comfortable with each other as a maintenance man, I can say to your face, right. like, yo, Eric, you be full of shit. You be like, I know, nigga. <laughs> and, you know and, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, Go on what you just said as far as like the whole bitches ain't shit and why you feel that way mm-hmm. and why we as women go through this thing as niggas ain't shit. And girls, you can you you can't come at me for this. We sometimes conform to who you need us to be. Ah, yes. Because so of who yes. you who you need us to be and right. in those times we sometimes neglect ourselves. Right. And once you become who somebody needs you to be. Right. One, that's exhausting, girls. Just don't do it. Trust. The brown girl did it, so y'all don't have to do it. Trust me. Um, It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Because then at some point, you start to lose yourself. Yeah. And when he doesn't appreciate the woman that you became for him. Yeah. Then there's frustrations. Now there's resentment. Then he leaves. Yeah. Because he never got a chance to meet your authentic self. Right. So, and this is why I tell you, girls, 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 trust me when I tell you this. Just bring you to the table. Right. Bring your authentic self. Well, all right, for the first couple of days, bring right. authentic self point two. <laughs> you know, the the one is, you know, the one that'll go ahead and get the door open and then you be like, all right, bring yourself in. Because I'll be honest with you. Oh. I'm a cusser. Right and everything, but you know I'm on first couple dates. Yeah. I'm not dropping every single cuss word. Yeah, but I am gonna let you know as we get closer. I'm like, yo, I cuss a lot. I hope you're not offended. Yeah, and everything. And if he says I'm offended when women cuss a lot, then I'll be like, okay, yeah. I got a choice. There's choice right there early on. Hey girl, can you not cuss a lot because it offends him? Can you give this up? Is it worth giving it up? Like, these are conversations you got to have with yourself. Yeah. And everything. You can't just be like, all right, well, I won't cuss. No, because I come from a cussing family. Like, you're yeah. going to come to my house. Yeah. And I cringed gonna... for you just now. You saw that? I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Remiss for you. Like, oh. You're going to come to my house and everybody's cussing. Right. You're going to be uncomfortable because as soon as I'm with my people. Mm-hmm. It comes out like water, <laughs> and it's that. not. Yeah, think about and, my people, right? Yeah. And so I, you know, you got to think for yourself, girls. This is where we we get frustrated with them, and then we get frustrated with you guys, right? And then we, I know a lot of guys, right. male friends, like platonic friends. So I see what they do. Mm-hmm. I see how they move. I see how the men in my family move, mm-hmm. and everything. So I'm just like, hmm. Yeah. Wait a minute. And because we watch and we pay attention too, we see how different people move in different situations. So you have the two point. You either conform to who he needs you to be mm-hmm. and then get frustrated because that's so hard to keep up. Two, you witness how a lot of different men move when they're not when you don't when they don't think anybody's paying attention. Yeah. So now you see all of this mm-hmm. and you're frustrated because now every time you turn around and you change who you are, you keep losing these niggas. Yeah. Now I'm pissed. Now when I'm just, you know, being a but, friend, now I'm looking at but, how these men move, and now I'm like, man, fuck I hear all y'all, y'all. fellas. I hear y'all. I got you. <laughs> but guess what? Y'all ain't asked for that. Yo, we ain't asked for that, and we watching you the whole time talk about be consistent, you inconsistent motherfucker. I can't trust you. I can't trust I knew- the found you cracky-ass foundation. Get the fuck up out of here. I knew you. We just being nice about that shit. I knew you was going to say that y'all didn't ask for that and everything. But you know what? Y'all didn't ask for it, but did you call us on it? Um, did I? Yes. 
Dude, I, I knew you. I, I can, I can, I can, I can take my D out. I'm, I'm scanning, I'm scanning my homies and and, and, and how, how, just how they are. How know? long does it take to before you call them on it? How long does it take before you can call them on it? Oh, move me out of it. Oh, shit. All right, so my one homeboy, <laughs> mm-hmm. my one homeboy, he's, it took him a few months, and he had actually married, got married. Wow. Yeah. Um. My other homeboy, he's been with his lady for several years, several years, and he called me last night and said, you know, it's really hard to hear all the stuff that my lady goes through, and then we got our own bullshit, and she's on, she's the only person that I decompress with, and she's the, and I'm the only person she decompress with. Oh, that's heavy. That's real heavy for the both so of them. So it ain't even happened yet with them, and that's been years. You know what I mean? And I'm even though like I'm 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 a, I'm very I'm a very adaptive person, mm-hmm. and it's just my personality. Um, but you know I'm devil's advocate too. When they call me, I'm like, man, look there, you better say it, say it, say it with chest. That's how you feel. And you know, so you know, and I know that a lot of men we they complain that. She's not authentic. Mm-hmm. She's not authentic. And, you know, women pride themselves on intuition, but to be a black man in a room full of black men, everything in there is intuitive. Just like I was telling you about my homeboy, and when they come over and they're super aggressive, and I sit down and I stand right. up and I just dance. We know that shit. You know what I mean? We just don't know. A lot of us don't know how to articulate it into words, but we know it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It, it sometimes it take us 15, 20 minutes to be around another brother and be like, yo, you cool as shit. <laughs> Ain't nobody talk. Right. Ain't nobody talk. Yo, you cool as shit. Couple of things. It was it was his responses. Okay. It was how comfortable he is. And this is my people's house too. So we're both comfortable with each other. If we, if we're both comfortable with Erica. We're comfortable with each other. We family. Right. You know what I'm saying? And everything in between that is just, we still feeling the energy. So when we see that in, in women... Especially the fact that you demand consistency, honesty, and all of these other things. You are showing us the direct difference, but we're not going to talk to you about it because we can be these drama kings where we'll say things like, oh, I just can't talk, huh? Well, I just won't say nothing. Mm. Okay. And, and now that's we got- why I never understand why there's this thing about when a, when a man talks, a woman's supposed to be quiet. When all we're constantly saying is, I guess I ain't going to say shit. Right. I just won't say nothing. Oh. And so now we got two people. I'm not being my authentic self. Right. You're not going to call me on, on not being authentic. Right. So now it's a dance that we're doing and nobody's getting satisfied. Right. Nobody's loving each right. other. Oh, and, and now we're angry because now you don't have nobody. You can't talk to me. Right. And everything. You can't talk to me and you see flaws in me, but you're not going to say nothing about them. I... Right. I'm just trying to be flawless, and I'm trying to win your affection and attention and everything. Damn, I never met her, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm trying to be all this, and then next thing you know, like, you giving me the silent treatment because you don't need, you don't know how to tell me, like, yo, you know you're full of shit, right? Right. Like, you know I peaked game a long time ago, but I'm cool with right. you being full of shit. Yeah. And it's all right. But see, I'll say that. I'll be like, yo, you's an asshole, but it's okay. I like yeah, that. I, yeah. You know what I'm saying? As long as you know how to conduct, cut it on and cut it off. I like that. Right. You know what I mean? I, 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 like, I don't like it, you know, but, mm-hmm. oh, you you build me up just to break me down, right? No. You're a gaslighter. No, I'm telling you about yourself. <laughs> and, you, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you about yourself every time you, you pushing, you pushing all my boundaries, you know what I mean? Which I should do, which everybody should do. Yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer of boundaries mm-hmm. and it took me putting boundaries in my personal life. Right. 
And once I was able to put boundaries in my personal life, I was very comfortable putting boundaries in every aspect of my life, including work. Yeah. These are the people that pay me. These are the people who make it comfortable for me to live the life yeah. that I live. Yeah. But guess what? When 6 o'clock comes, if I have every intention of being out of there at 6 p.m., mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what's going on. Right. Um, right. Control, alt, delete. <laughs> put my laptop in my bag. Right. Now, I might log on later on that evening, but mm. I need to leave now because yeah. I need to set a standard. My boss knows I'm going to get there around nine something. Right. And I'm going to leave at six. Right. That few minutes in the nine something, I'll make that up at lunch. Right. But, <laughs> right. but we're about, we're coming up to the end. This is a conversation we can keep going for hours. Right. So, it's um, just- but you know how I end the shows? I need gems. gems. So I want you to drop. I'm, I want you to drop a gem for the ladies. For the ladies. Yeah, and I want to drop a gem for the men. Oh, you go first. No, you're a guest. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. This is this is off. Of, this is off of something that transpired last night. Two homies arguing. Mm-hmm. Only thing I had left for them because this is what they always do. Every time we're around a social, they invite people over just to watch them argue. Oh, okay. I don't cool. understand that. I looked at them both. I said, so when do y'all shut the fuck up? I'm not saying that women, this is the gym for you to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like, when do you shut the fuck up? I told my homeboy's girlfriend, I said, you a boss ass chick at work. Mm-hmm. Why are you bringing that shit home? You a boss ass nigga on the streets. Why are you bringing that home? Mm. Obviously y'all arguing because y'all screaming to shut the fuck up. Right. When's the last time you sat down on the motherfucking couch, shut the fuck up and just let the music play. Mm. With your mate, do some shit. Do some. Just shut up for a change. Just, just relate to each other in silence. I challenge you to relate to your man in silence. It's gonna be uncomfortable at first. Mm-hmm. Bring the shea butter. Bring the candles. It ain't gotta be Valentine's Day to do some shit like that for your peoples. Facts. Oh, and that brings me to honeymooning. There's no such thing as a honeymoon phase. If you believe in that, I can't even date you. Mm. Because if it takes an effort for me to be in the honeymoon stage, for you, it's just show and tell so he can keep me. For me, this is actually how I like to treat my lady and myself. Okay. All the time. Right. So let's break out of that honeymoon phase idea thing. Okay. All right. right. Oh, your drum was so good. Mm. <laughs> I should have went first. Yeah, I gave it to you. <laughs> you did. You did. Um, and when we give it to you, take it. <laughs> I will next time. <laughs> all right. All right. So this is going to be for the men. Um, get out your head. Yeah. Get out of your head and everything. And and the reason why I say that is sometimes. Um, <clears throat> You and I, and men and women, we're more alike than what we'd like to think we are. Right. We really, like, and this is just going off the conversation with Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin. They wanted the same thing. Yeah. They wanted the same exact thing, but they wanted it differently. Yeah. So I, as 41-year-old woman, I understand that you, as a man, you're different from me. You communicate differently from me. You think differently from me and everything. So get out of your head. Right. And everything. Stop thinking so much. And ask me the question. Yeah. It's that simple. Ask the question. And ladies, because it's my show, listen. When the question is asked, be honest. Be who you are. Yeah. 
It's okay because honestly, I want to know about your experiences because I need to know how you got to be the man that's in front of me. Right. I need to know how I need to love you because if I don't know what you've been through, if I don't know who you are, yeah. if I don't know anything about you, I can't love you. Yeah. Because I want you to know who I am. Right. And I'm not saying you need to know every dripping, gory detail of my life, but I need to be comfortable enough to let you know how I became the woman that I, that you see in front of you right. and everything. So when I think of the conversation between Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin, it was a beautiful conversation. Um, I would love to see more conversations like that in, in spaces like you and I are doing right now. Right. Um, because I think it would be different than the internet because now I have to look in your eye to talk to you. Right, right. So in looking in your eyes, like I like I have to listen. I have to hear what you're coming from. And just even learning how you came up and how you navigate and how you have to deal with the outside world is so many similarities. Yeah. I don't have to compete with you to be the victim. We both get treated shitty out in the world. Yeah. But I don't have to bring that energy in my home. Yeah. So just like some people leave their shoes and everything at the door, leave that energy from your day at the door and decide how you need to tell your partner about it once you get inside. Take that time off first. Do like my mom and dad did. Take that 30 minutes. Baby, take them yoga pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Let me at least wash my work pussy off first. Like. Sometimes you want to smell what your day was like. Oh, God. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, it's, it's a 50% chance somebody's believing in the same, I mean, it's, it's agreeing with me right now. Right, but, right. Nah, I'm primal today, baby. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let's, let's just have more honest moments. Right, and right. When, and when, and I'm saying when because it will happen. Right. When we get on each other's nerves, when we push each other to those limits, step back. Do what you said. Shut take up. A, take a time out. Shut up. Shut up. And then think about how you want somebody to talk to you when they're pissed at you. Mm, nice. That's all. Nice. That's my jam. But thank you for coming through on a Saturday when it snowed the day before. I'm back. <laughs> hey. You know, always at Ace of Space Studio in Willowbrook, New Jersey. I love the vibe in here. Yes. Like, I really feel like after seeing the video last week of the people dropping bars, I'm going to be dropping my own bars. I know my you rap. got to get it together. My right? rap name is No Bars, but I'm going to figure something out. Right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but- fire, son. Straight fire flame <laughs> spitting right now, son. I'm like Blackula. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't have Volcan- it. Lava spitting out my saliva. I was like, maybe I'll bring. I like maybe I'll bring like one of my old poems back. Like, yo, what was the old one I did? Oh, come on. Uh, Get it. Uh, I only probably know like two lines. Uh, you come from slaves. This is what I have been told from the front time I was in kindergarten to the twelfth grade. It was as if you were trying to mentally re-enslave me, making me think that I was still no more than two thirds of a being. But I'm smarter than that. I don't know anything else after that. I was never no poet that could remember all this shit. But um, hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. This is the Brown Girl from the Brown Girl Experience. You can find everything Brown Girl related at www.browngirlexperience.com. Thank you so much for all your support. And I'll see y'all later. Bye. It's still a happy new year. Yes.